0: Good morning, and welcome back to another edition of DFS Today. This is your Wednesday, January 12th edition. I am your host, Santino Gaccone, filling in for Mike today. Uh, we switched days on here, and we have a nice nine-game slate for everyone out there. Uh, it's going to be a fun one. should be fairly quick. Uh, we have two teams on the back end of a back-to-back. That would be the Washington Wizards, the Chicago Bulls, One team on the front end, that is the Brooklyn Nets. Everybody else uh, is open for business. Without further ado, let's get right into it. First game on the docket, we have the Orlando Magic taking on the Washington Wizards. At 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, we have a uh, 2.17.5 game total, and the Wizards are 7.5 point home favorites. On the injury report, we have Mo Bamba and Wendell Carter Jr. as questionable. Michael Carter Williams, Markel Foltz, Jonathan Isaac, Etoon Moore, Jalen Suggs, all out uh with injuries, not in protocols. And then for the Wizards, we don't still don't have an injury report for them. I'm doing this in the morning. Uh, but Bradley Beal entered protocols last uh last night before the game, so he is likely out for this one. Thomas Bryant should be making his return. Um Tremont Waters is out. And that was all we had on the injury report. But on the back end of a back-to-back, be aware, Spencer Dinwiddie has been resting on a lot of these, uh, so that is a possibility here. Everyone else looks like they should be good to go. Uh, let's with that in mind, let's go on over to Orlando. We're seeing Wendell Carter Jr. and Mo Bamba, both listed as questionable for this one. Um, Carter's probably, he's he's leaning towards a game-time decision, probably will give it a go. Uh, Bamba, uh, his toe, that's a new one. Uh, he'd been playing great without Wendell Carter Jr., but we might not have either of them. Obviously, those are two huge guys that we need to know about. Uh, if one misses, the other one is a fantastic play. Mo Bamba at only 5'8 is a great, great value. Wendell Carter Jr. was doing work without Bamba uh, before he missed some time. So if one of those guys misses and the other guy plays, uh, really like them. If they both happen to miss, Robin Lopez is coming back from... Uh, protocols 4k you should draw the start and a ton of minutes really like him there uh O'Kiki should draw a start and log a lot of minutes uh most likely there wagner gets a lot of extra shots and whatnot at, at 5 7 uh terrence ross gary harris both look good probably won't have too much exposure to cole anthony in this one at his price tag uh though i think without those two guys he's going to be the clear number one option um but there is some, there is a lot to like in the value categories for this team if both those two big men miss. If both of them wind up playing, it does change things up. Uh, then obviously no Robin Lopez, no Okiki. Uh, Wagner, a little bit. Uh, but I do like Bamba out of him and Carter. I think the price tag is just very, very solid there. Um, and then <clears throat> Gary Harris takes a little bit of a hit, uh, but I don't mind looking at him at 5K. I would have a little less exposure to Cole Anthony. I mentioned if both of them are out, that's just a lot of extra shot attempts. Maybe less assists, but a lot of extra shot attempts there, and I like him there. Um, Okiki and Robin Lopez aren't as much of a factor on offense as uh, Carter Jr. and Bamba. All right, jumping on over to the other side of the ball, we have no Beal. It's a back end of a back-to-back, so Spencer Dinwiddie's availability is in question here. uh, Leading up to this game, we'll see what happens that. But if Dinwiddie does miss, I really like Advia at only 4-2. He only played 18 minutes in the last one without Beal, but we've seen him initiate and run the offense a lot uh, with Beal out of the lineup previously and with Dinwiddie out of the lineup as well. They're going to need someone else to handle the ball. Uh, That will fall to him. Nito, Aaron Holiday will probably split the point guard minutes. I like Nito a little bit more, uh, but Advia does take on a bigger role, and I like him the 1,000 price tag difference uh, of those two guys. Uh, <clears throat> and with Thomas Bryant coming back, Daniel Gafford, Montrez Hero, uh, both these guys, I don't know where what they're going to do. Maybe they play Hero and, and Bryant together for a few minutes. I can't imagine Bryant playing more than 15 minutes max. Um, we'll see if that holds up, but I, I can't see him playing a lot of minutes his first game back from an ACL tier, uh, especially with two other centers that are that need minutes as well. Um, so I just think him coming back, even if it's 10, 15 minutes, is going to put a dent in Harrell's uh, $4,700 price tag, unless he gets power forward minutes, and Gafford's $6,200 price tag. So I don't really want either of them. Uh, speaking of power forwards, we still have Kuzma. Rui's back now. Uh, Rui hasn't really played much. He only played a couple games. Um, 14 and 15 minutes, his his conditioning, as, as that comes up, he'll probably – get to 20 or so um, Kuzma might play some small four, but Kuzma has been awesome. And at eight K um, still look at him with no Bradley Beal. He's been fantastic. Just look at his game log in the, in the points that he's scoring. I don't think the rebounds are going to be uh, 22. Like he had another one, but he could certainly put up a double double again. Uh, and if he does with the 20 points, a uh, 2010 double double, uh, give him a couple assists and a defensive stat here and there, and uh, yeah, he's hitting value, so I really like him here. Um, Advia, if Dinwiddie misses, and uh, Raul Nita would be the three guys that I'm looking at the most. All right, jumping on over to the next game of the night at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, we have the Boston Celtics taking on the Indiana Pacers. On the spread, we have a 2 half game total, which is easily the lowest of, oh, no, I'm sorry, the next game. Uh one game after this at 730 is the lowest, but this is easily the second lowest game of the night by far. Um, and we have the Celtics as three and a half point road favorites. On the injury report, we have uh Marcus Smart is doubtful. Peyton Pritchard is questionable in health and safety protocols. The Pacers have Bitadse, Brogdon, LeVert, Duarte, all questionable. McConnell, Warren, both out. Um, Betace and Levert are questionable for conditioning. Duarte is questionable for personal reasons. All right. We'll jump on and start with Boston. A um, lot to like in the Dennis Schroeder category here at 4'8". Uh, with Prichard questionable. Marcus Smart doubtful. A lot of extra minutes for him. Josh Richardson. Um, even Romeo Langford here to take a shot on either of those guys. Uh, with Schroeder only 4'8" and him having the highest upside of that crew that I mentioned, uh, I do like that. He's only scored 11 points, has a eight assist in his last two games, uh, but we know he can drop 20 if given the time, and um, he should see, instead of the 21 minutes he's seen exactly in the last two games, he should see closer to 30, maybe even surpass that in this matchup if Prichard and Marcus Smart are both out. Um, especially if just one of them is out, I still like him. I, I prefer Schroeder over Prichard. Uh, Josh Richardson, again, should see a, uh, a good amount of minutes in this one. He's been really inconsistent. He played 38 minutes in the last game, only had 14 fantasy points. Uh, but the minutes should be there. The matchup is pretty solid. At 42, you can take a shot. Again, I prefer Schroeder over him, but he's, he's an option. And uh, I mentioned Romeo Langford, 3,100. You can take a stab at him as a uh, punt play option if both those two guards miss. Uh, 3,100. Is just a hail mary type play, but he's been seeing some solid minutes. Uh, and he'll get extra minutes in the rotation here if you want to take a chance on someone super cheap. Uh, as for the two big guys in the front court guys, <clears throat> um, not so. I, I'm not really not too interested in Robert Williams or um, ugh, Al Horford in this one. I do prefer Williams over the two. Uh, the price tag is hugely different, but the matchup. Um, Robert Williams had a really good matchup in the first one against these guys. Uh, So I do prefer Rob Williams over here. And with Brown and Tatum, um, both of these guys are playing awesome. I think you can go with either on this. I'll go with Tatum for the upside, even though Brown had the last uh, two-game advantage there. I think it switches back here. And 9500 is a solid price tag for a matchup against the... Pacers that just give up a ton of points. So I think there's a couple guys that you can look at here depending on uh, Smart and Pritchard's availability. But I'm looking Tatum, Schroeder, uh, Josh Richardson the most with a Langford punt play. All right, jumping on to the other side of the ball. Yeah, we got to see who's in, who's out. Lavert um, <clears throat> would change a lot of things if he plays. Right now uh, we're seeing Sykes, Washington Jr., Stevenson get a ton of run Um, and those guys are priced from the bottom up of how I just mentioned them, but they're getting a ton of run at the guard positions with all these guys out. Torrey Craig's getting a lot of run as well. Uh, He should still probably get a decent amount of run. Uh, He's been playing better than the the other holiday brother, Justin, Uh, and and back-to-back games over 24 points at only 4,300. I don't mind him here. Assuming that LaVert and Porte don't make it back for this game, that's uh, pretty solid. Uh, in terms of the front court, Sabonis had a monster game, uh, and he should continue to be a focal point of the offense uh, as long as the other guys are missing. He's going to get rack up a bunch of assists, grab some rebounds. Uh, I do still like him here at ten k. He has four of the last five games at least fifty eight fantasy points. He's been the uh, center of attention here, no pun intended, on this team, and he's been playing fantastic. So I, I will keep him in my lineup, and then. Uh, the guards. I, I, don't, I like like uh, the three guards that I mentioned. Sykes, Washington, Steven, Stevenson. Uh, they're dependent on LaVert and uh, everybody else's status. Duarte and Brogdon. If any of those guys play, I probably will have no shares of either of those three guards. Uh, and the LaVert, Brogdon, uh, Duarte. They've missed a little bit of time. I don't know how healthy they are. I don't know how what the conditioning's going to be when they come back, so I'm probably going to leave them off. Uh, and then it does hit Craig, too. But um, Craig would be safer than Sykes, Washington, Stevenson. Uh, so I don't need to see the injury report. If all those guards still miss, I like Sykes out of those three the best. All right, jumping on over to the last game at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, we have the Charlotte Hornets taking on the Philadelphia 76ers. Uh, we have on the spread, it's just not popping up. Oh, it was a top one. 226.5 game total, and the Sixers are 5.5 point home favorites. Uh, On the injury report, we have Seth Curry is questionable. Tobias Harris is probable. Shake Milton, Ben Simmons, Jaden Springer um, are all out for this one. And the Charlotte Hornets just have Kelly Oubre and Vernon Gary as out. We'll start with Charlotte. Oubre opens up some things for uh, Hayward, Bridges, Rozier, Washington, uh, McDaniels, Martin, the whole forward slash guard forward type of layer here just opens up some minutes on how they play it and it opens up some minutes for Plumlee to get some extra at center um with that said don't love everybody's price tag in this one uh terry rosier has been awesome awesome the last couple weeks uh, at 73 he's been beating that price tag three of the last four games um he has at least 43 fantasy points in those in those games uh he didn't play against philly yet uh, I don't mind looking them here. I do like Bridges a little bit more for the $200. I would rather take the, the upside there with Bridges. Uh, <clears throat> not huge on anyone. Um, P.J. Washington, 4900 could be solid with Oubre out still. Um, but I really don't love the matchup for anyone. Uh, so probably not going to have too much exposure on this side of the ball, despite the price tag. I mean, uh, the high game total of this one. On the other side... Joel Embiid, 11-2. Uh, he's going to be in a smash spot against Plumlee. Uh, he's played two games against Charlotte, and he's averaging 62.4 fantasy points. He's averaging 37.5 points, 11.5 rebounds, and 5.5 assists a game, and that is without any blocks. He's averaging 62 fantasy points uh, against these guys. So uh, we know he he blocks some shots. Uh, he's averaging one and a half shots or block shots a game. So you just give him one, and the, the upside's evident here. At 11-2, I know he's super pricey, but he is going to be in a fantastic pace-up matchup. Uh, and then there might not be Tobias Harris, there might not be Steph Curry, so it's going to fall a lot on Embiid. Really like him in this matchup. Tyrese Maxey, I mentioned the two guys that are questionable, the number two and, and uh, second and third-slash-fourth options on the team. If, if one of those guys miss, or both, uh Maxi becomes fantastic value at five four. Uh, he's only two hundred dollars more than uh, Firkin Korkmaz, which uh, looks a little crazy on the surface. But uh, Maxi looks healthy. Uh, there's no Shake Milton backing him up. Fifty four hundred is fantastic. And then we're going all the way down to uh, Thiebel and Green. Both of them might start depending on who's in, who's out. Uh so could gorgeous Niang could start if um, Tobias Harris is out. So I'm looking at those three guys depending on Harris and Curry's availability if one of them miss um, if it's curry i like diebold if it's harris nyang should start and i like him as well and at, at 3300 and 4100 for the two guys i mentioned a very solid price tag so definitely keep an eye on the um on the injury report and take advantage of this very paced up matchup All right jumping on over to the next game at 7:30 eastern standard time this is the lowest spread of the night Uh Nope. Never mind. I was jumping up. Um, they have the Heat in Atlanta listed first. So this one is a 223.5 game total. The Hawks are 3.5 point home favorites. Uh, we have on the injury report Clint Capella is doubtful. Sharif Cooper, DeAndre Hunter, Cam Radish are all questionable. Solomon Hill is out for the Heat. Bam, Butler, Marcus Garrett, Markeeth Morris, Akpala, Oladipo all out. And Dwight. Dwed- Ugh, Dwayne Dedman is questionable to make his return. Uh, and I bared the lead. And Hunter, I said questionable. He is questionable to make his return from a long injury as well. Uh, we'll start with the Heat. Yep, and we have everybody pretty much out again. Uh, Bam and Butler, the two big guys, out. So we're going to look down. Uh, Dedman might come back in this one, but I don't know how many minutes he's going to play. Yurtsevin... Has been playing fantastic in his place. Uh, he's still sixty nine hundred. Even if Dedman comes back, I still think you can play Yurtsev, and they might even play both of them together. Uh, but the guy has over forty two points in three of the last four games, uh, hitting value there. And then he has over thirty five, just mostly. If you if you just look at that, he's just rebounding the ball insanely. Does eight assists in the last game. That's a fluke. You uh, could still get you three four assists, a couple blocks. Uh, but double-digit points, possibly, and definitely double-digit rebounds. The guy's been awesome. 6,900. Really like that. Um, <clears throat> Kyle Lowry's going to be in a solid spot here. 7,600. I don't think I'll go too high there now that everybody's – not everybody, but a lot of the guards are coming back, uh, like Vincent, Struss. We still we have Robinson back who's probably coming off the bench. Um, I do like Struss at 5K. I think that's a solid price tag. He's He's hit or miss when he shoots, but um, he could get double-digit shot attempts in this particular game, and I like uh, taking a chance on that. Uh, We have Caleb Martin. Um, Without Butler there, he's been playing a ton of minutes, 30-plus in the last couple. I know they were missing people, but uh, 30-plus minutes at 44 can take a shot at him as well. Um, And that's pretty much what I'm looking at. I think Yertsevin, Struss, and, and Martin are some solid values here still. And on the other side of the ball, there's just a lot of questionables. Uh, Clint Capella is doubtful, so I don't think he's going to play. And you can instantly look at Okongwu at 3,900 Anytime Capella misses. Uh, he played 38 minutes in the last one, didn't have a great game. He only had 23 points, but he still had 9 points, 10 rebounds. He had 5 fouls in 38 minutes, um, but I expect more. He had no steals, no blocks. This guy... Gets a lot of steals and blocks. Uh, I expect a big bounce back from him in this one. Uh, He's averaging nearly two stocks a game in only 23 minutes uh, in his seven games on the year since he came back from early season or injury, missing most of the the season. Um, So with him at 3,900, really like him. He's probably my favorite value play of the night. Uh, Outside of that, we don't know about Reddish. We don't know about uh, DeAndre Hunter. Both of them are questionable to return. And though that's big news. Uh DeAndre Hunter if he plays at the bare minimum 3K, even if he's not going to get 20 uh, 30 minutes, if he gets 25, you can take a shot at him. Bare minimum, uh the guy's been he hasn't been great this year. He hasn't been what he was the first two years or at least last year when he was healthy. Uh, but he's still pretty solid, especially if Cam Reddish misses. That's extra minutes to go around at just a bare minimum value guy. Um so I like that. Trey Young, been playing fantastic. The matchup isn't going to be daunting without uh, two of the best defenders on the team. I think you can look that way, but uh, there are some other options that I'm not going to have too much exposure on him. Uh, my favorite play on the team is Okungwu, and then depending on Reddish and Hunter's availability, uh, that would make me look more towards Herder, Bogdo, possibly Gallo, um, the other forwards that are available. If they're all playing, if Reddish and Hunter are playing, uh, it's going to leave me away from uh, all of those guard forward guys uh, and see what happens in the rotation there while they're all healthy. All right, jumping on over to the next game of the night. And now this is the lowest spread of the night. I get ahead of myself. All right, we have the Dallas Mavericks taking on the New York Knicks. We have a low 206.5 game total, and the Mavs are two-point road favorites. On the injury report, we have... Willie cauley Stein, Porzingis are out. Uh, Porzingis out in health and safety protocols. And on the Knicks, City Kona, Rose, both out. And then Taj Gibson, Nerlens Noel, and uh, Kemba Walker are all questionable. Um, Nerlens Noel is still trying to get his conditioning back. He returned. He, get, he got off the COVID list a little while ago, but still trying to get his conditioning back. Uh, with that said, looks like Luca is off the injury report. Uh, He came back a couple nights ago, put up 64 DK points in a triple-double, a big 22-14-14 triple-double, and now it looks like uh, he's good to go. He did this before, came back, and then missed a couple games, so uh, it's good to see him not even listed as probable or questionable on this. Uh, At 10-9, anytime Luka's under 11K, he's definitely in consideration, especially since he didn't look too rusty. He only hit 8 of 13 shots, or 23 shots, I'm sorry, uh, in his return. But he still put up massive uh, counting stats in there, and didn't even have a, a stock, and still had 64 points. So he's definitely in play here uh, under 11K. Um, outside of that, Klebe has been playing solid at 49 at 4900 without Porzingis. Uh, I think you can look his way. I don't think the upside is crazy, but you uh, he, he can look his way. But I really don't want to look too much at anyone else. Um, Hardaway Jr. Maybe for a revenge game narrative. But, and at 5,200, it's not crazy to do that. But I, I really don't like too much uh, on the Dallas side. Um, Going to jump on over to the other side of the ball. R.J. Barrett has been playing fantastic, uh, 6,600. He's been one of the most consistent guys on the team last couple weeks. Um, 6,600 is not a... Crazy price tag. I think he can still beat that. He's beat it three of the last four games, and he has uh, at least 34 fantasy points in those three, and two of them over 43 fantasy points. So I think the upside is there to take shot at Barrett. Randall is now 8-5, but he hasn't looked like the Julius Randall that we uh saw last year, the All-Star Julius Randall. He looked like he's looking more like the Pelicans version, um, or not so much the Lakers version of it, but he's not been playing great. He only had two points in the last game on one of seven shooting when they got blown, uh, when they blew out the Spurs. But um, yeah, I think Barrett is the one guy I'm looking at right now. And then if Kemba Walker plays, gonna muddy up the waters for Burks and Fournier and Quickly and all those guys over there. But um, RJ Barrett is the one guy I'm, I'm really keying in on. New Orleans Noel and, and Taj Gibson uh, both don't play then you can take a look at, uh, because they're both questionable, Mitch Robinson should have a more secure role at 4,900. If Noel does come back, I'm going to leave it alone. But um, if he doesn't, Mitch Robinson becomes safer. And then if Taj Gibson also misses as well, uh, Mitch Robinson should, assuming he doesn't get into foul trouble, play a ton of minutes. So he would be the other guy I'm looking at over here. Right, before we jump on to the next game, I want everybody to know that we have a brand new daily fantasy partner at Sports Ethos. Thrive Fantasy. Prop up with Thrive Fantasy on their mobile app or at thrivefantasy.com. Use code ETHOS when you sign up to get a 100% deposit match bonus on your first deposit, up to 100 bucks, plus either two or four free game tickets to play. Pick player props on the biggest names playing every night. Score points when your props hit, and the players with the most points win a share of the nightly prize money. Again, that is code ETHOS when you sign up, and you get a 100% deposit match bonus on your first deposit, up to 100 bucks. Plus either two or four free game tickets to play. Do check them out, guys. Uh, all right, next game on the docket, we have the Houston Rockets taking on the San Antonio Spurs. Another battle of Texas. Uh, we have a 223 and a half game total, and the Spurs are five and a half point home favorites. The Rockets just have Sengen, questionable to return from that ankle sprain, and Armani Brooks questionable in health and safety protocols. Spurs have Collins, Keldon. Johnson, Trey Jones, Doug McDermott, Devin Vassell, Derek White, all out uh, in health and safety protocols outside of Collins. So that could change. They all went. Uh, this would be the first possible day that these guys could return. So this could totally change uh, later on. And uh, this is going to be a hard game to talk about because most of the Spurs could be back. Uh, and then Jack Lindale is probable. <clears throat> all right, we'll start with the Rockets. Um, Sengen could possibly be back. I uh, don't want to have a look at him anyway. We had 4,900 in his first game back. He's going to be very limited. With no one really else on the injury report, um, we're looking at Kevin Porter Jr., who could possibly get suspended for this game. I uh, was assessed a flagrant two in the fourth quarter with excessive contact, and then he was ejected from Um, Monday's game. So there's a possibility that he could be suspended. Uh, That would change some things on this side of the ball. You would look at Deshaun Tate getting a lot more opportunity. Jalen Green looking really, really good. I already like him at 4,700. But he'd look even better. Eric Gordon would get some more minutes. Uh, Garrison Matthews as well. Josh Christopher, possibly Armani Brooks if he starts, but in that order. Um, Yeah, so we're going to have to keep an eye on Kevin Porter Jr., But Jalen Green, 4,700, I mentioned. I like him either way. Uh, I just think that's a cheap price tag. He's he's really been underwhelming in uh, four of the last five games. He hasn't hit 20 fantasy points. Uh, But he has the upside when his shot is falling, Uh, especially if Kevin Porter Jr. misses, extra shot attempts, extra initiation of the offense. Uh, And this guy's very streaky. So it's something that I'm keeping an eye on. And you can get uh, very hot against the Spurs, especially with a lot of people possibly missing this matchup. in health and safety protocols again. Christian Wood at 6900 Just a very, very cheap price tag for him. Uh, I don't like to go up against <clears throat> Purtle too much. Um, but I don't mind taking a shot at, at Wood here in that price tag. Eric Gordon at 4500 is another guy that is uh, solid. As well as Garrison Matthews. Both these guys can hit shots. Uh, the matchup is going to favor them. <clears throat> it's going to be a fast-paced, uh, high-scoring affair possibly, uh, and I really like those two. I would take the chance on Eric Gordon for $600 more if you have it, just because his uh, upside is higher. All right, now we're going to jump on over to the Spurs. And again, uh, this is the day that a lot of these guys can return if they tested negative. Um, so it's possible that a lot of these, or not a lot, a couple of these guys can be back, or all of them. We don't, we don't fully know, uh, and that includes... Trey Jones, Doug McDermott, Vassal, Johnson, White. At least two starters here. Vassal, McDermott, uh, actually at least three starters because one of those usually start, uh, and Trey Jones. So this could change a lot by the time the game starts. Uh, but as of right now, they're all listed as out. That's what I'm going to go off of. Um, Murray at 9,700 should feast in this matchup. He played um, <clears throat> He played 40 minutes two games ago and then played on the back-to-back on the 10th. Uh, He played 30 minutes. But in this matchup, with a lot of these guys especially out, um, he should feast. So I I really like Murray here in that price tag. Uh, Pirtle at 6,300 is a solid price tag as well. Uh, He's been playing pretty, pretty well. He has beaten that or touched that price tag in multiple games here. You look at the last uh, six games here, at least 30 fantasy points. So he's right on value with upside to hit 40 uh, and even more in a matchup like this, I, I think you can take a chance on him. If everybody's still out as I'm going off of right now, Lonnie Walker at 4,600, uh, should easily beat that price tag. He's done it three straight games on the first one was only 19 minutes. The last two, uh, with everybody out 30, he had almost 40 points and then 25. in the last one only had five of 19 shooting. Uh, that type of volume is insane. Uh, yeah, he only hit five shots, but he should, he still beat the value. Um, if he's going to take that many shots without everybody love him here. Um, Bates D up thirty nine hundred is another guy to look at if everybody's out. But again, we'll have to keep an eye on that. Um, Walker with everybody out is one of my favorite value plays. All right, jumping on over to the late games. Uh, we have one at nine p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We have the Cleveland Cavaliers taking on the Utah Jazz. Uh, on the injury report, or on the spread, we have a two twenty one and a half game total, and the Jazz are six and a half point home favorites. We have Colin and Ricky Rubio and Isaac Okoro as out. Uh, Azabuki, Jared Butler, Malik Fitz, Rudy Gay, Rudy Gobier, Elijah Hudes, all out. And Joe Ingles is questionable to return uh, to competition for conditioning. We'll start with the Cavs, who have a lot of their backcourt out. They're starting shooting guard, then starting point guard, then starting shooting guard, all out here. So um, it's still a tough matchup. Without Rudy Gobier. Jazz aren't as dominant defensively, uh, but it's still a tough matchup. Now, we're seeing Garland, who was near near 10K not too long ago. Uh, at the end of December, near Christmas, he was 9-7. Now he's back to 8-1. After a couple down games, he's back all the way down to 8-1. Uh, that's more in the price range where I want to attack him. In this particular matchup, probably won't have... Uh, go attack him there. I would look into the front court without Gobert. <clears throat> and again, Gobert could return. You, you never know who's coming back when health and safety protocols. Uh, but without Gobert, Jared Allen, I prefer over Garland in this one. Uh, just a lot of room to operate. Hassan Whiteside is just lackadaisical a lot. Uh, he's a solid rim protector at times, but he is, he's more of a fantasy guy. Uh, in real life, he's just lackadaisical. Jared Allen could take. Big-time advantage of this, assuming he just gets a um, the 30-plus minutes that he's accustomed to seeing. At 7,900, he's my favorite play on the team. Uh, Stevens, been getting a solid chunk of minutes at the uh, shooting guard position. At 3,500, can take a stab at him. Uh, last two games, he has at least 19 fantasy points and uh, three of the last five as well, two times over 20. So you can take a shot at him at, under, at only 3-5, so uh, don't mind that there. Uh, with Chetty Osmond back, he he's another guy you can take a shot at at 4500 a little bit more expensive. Um, he played 31 minutes in the last game on the back end of a back-to-back. Uh, that was his third game back from conditioning. So the minutes are there. Don't mind taking a shot at him either, but uh, Jared Allen is my favorite play on this side of the ball. On the other side of the ball, just a similar thing. You're playing against a very, very tough defense um, without Gobert. I mentioned Whiteside, 6200 can still look at him. Uh, he is a fantasy guy. He's not a real life too too good of a real life guy, but he is a uh, he does put up numbers. In the last game, <clears throat> he put up 21 points, 14 rebounds, five stocks. Uh, probably won't do that again against this front court. But I don't think you need him to put up 51 to bring back value here. Um, he can still bring back value, and he's going to get as many minutes as he can handle that doesn't involve foul trouble. Uh, those first two games in January. He had five fouls each, uh, played a combined 55 minutes. Didn't have crazy rebounds, blocks, um, or points, but this is a solid, This is not a great matchup, I should say, but this is a very solid opportunity for him. Um, that's likely where I'm looking. If Joe Ingles is back, and I still don't really want him, but um, it would cut into Clarkson's playmaking a little bit on the second unit. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm mainly looking at white side here. Both center options are my favorite here. All right, jumping on over to the Brooklyn Nets. I mentioned that they are the only team on the front end of a back to back, and they're facing the Chicago Bulls, battle of the top two uh, seeds out east. Uh, and this one starts at 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and the Bulls are on the back end of a back to back. We have a 2 27 game total. The Chicago Bulls are one in a. Or is it one? One and a half, yes, one and a half point home favorites. Uh, on the injury report for the Nets, Aldridge out, Harris out, Kyrie, Harden, Claxton, all questionable. The Bulls still don't have an injury report as well, uh, but Caruso, Javante Green, Tyler Cook, Patrick Williams uh, likely out for this one. We'll see if anything else changes on the back end of a back-to-back. But for now, we'll start with the Brooklyn Nets. Um uh, Harden, Kyrie, Irving. Obviously, we need to know the status of these guys before uh, we can play some. I would do it in tournaments, cash games a little bit. I want to be a little bit more cautious. Tournaments, you can take a chance on um, a couple of these guys, see if they play. If not, there are some alternatives still in the other 10 o'clock game. So uh, we can look at that. But if none of these guys play, yeah, you can go straight to Durant at 11K. Um, going to get a ton of usage. should hit 50 points with ease uh, and the upside to do more. If a couple of them play, or if all of them play, um, probably not going to get a ton of exposure to any, uh, with all three of these guys, with Harden, Kyrie, Durant, all in play here, going to change things up a lot for what we've been accustomed to. Kyrie's only played two games on the season, and uh, we'll have to see how they start gelling again. I know, uh, and even last year, all these guys were missing some time, uh, whether it was just resting, injuries, what, what have you, but they've only played together one time this year, so I uh, won't want to play any of them, even in a very exciting matchup for uh, the top two teams out in the East right now. Uh, Nick Claxton's availability is going to be big in the front court with Aldridge already ruled out. Uh, if Claxton can play, then he should get as many minutes as he can handle. Uh, he did leave Monday's game. With with left hamstring tightness, hamstrings are never fun, um, and he only played 13 minutes in that game. So if he is out, and that changes everything in the front court, um, Blake Griffin, Millsap, Johnson, Duke. A lot of these guys sharp, uh, they're all going to get some run here. Um, we'll see if they put KD at the four for the most part and then uh, just play with someone else. But a lot of shaking and turning here. If Claxon does play and he's ready to go, I really like him at 5K. Uh, if not, then it will depend on Harden and Irving. Uh, it's very hard to talk about this team with three starters questionable right now. Um, so we'll have to keep an eye on that. But if all those guys miss we have some value here uh, in that front court, especially, and even in the back court. Patty Mills, Cam Thomas, 4'8", and four K are going to look real solid. Uh, and then we're looking at Edwards and and all the front court options. Blake Griffin should start and play a ton of minutes. Thirty two hundred would love him here. Uh, but again, we got to make sure that we know the availability of the first guys um, of the big, a lot of the starters that are questionable right now. Jumping on over to the other side of the ball. We finally see a changing of the guard with Vooch as the high mark on the team right now at nine one. Uh, Levine dropped. He was very heavily priced. Uh he was hitting ten over ten K um at the end of at the beginning of the the month, at the beginning of the year. Um and he never really was putting he wasn't really putting up the numbers to do 10K. He did have a, a stretch where he was going off with 30 point games um and then dropped down a little bit. But last four games, he hasn't hit 30 points, um, actual points. And he's just only three of those four games he had over 30 fantasy points. So I'm not sure why it took so long. But um, Vooch is going to be in a fantastic matchup. Levine could be in a fantastic matchup if, if uh, we're playing up backups in the front court. It's a lot to siphon through. I really like DeRozan here as well at 8 4. Alonzo, uh, 6 8. Depends on who's available for the Nets. They're going to play hard regardless. And I don't think it's going to be a blowout, especially on the back end of a back-to-back. If say those three guys miss in Claxton, uh, Harden, and and Irving, but just opens up a lot of opportunity for him. Kobe White at five-five, I think I like regardless, um, <clears throat> without Alex Caruso. But that and Vooch going to be in a fantastic matchup regardless. Uh, but Levine and DeRozan and Ball, they're going to depend on who's in and who's out. Uh, I would lean towards Ball at six-eight out of those three guys. Uh, but we'll just see. We'll see who's, who's available or not. But I think you can target Kobe White, target Vooch regardless, and then Lonzo Ball. Um, if you want to take an upside chance before we hear any news, I am all for that. Uh, if we hear that, it's going to be like Patty Mills and um, Thomas starting in the back order, what, what have you. Then, yeah, Lonzo Ball to me is going to be a really solid play. Jumping on over to the last game of the night, we have the Los Angeles Lakers taking on the Sacramento Kings. This is a two thirty and a half and a half game total, which is the highest of the night. Uh, and we have the Lakers as two and a half point road favorites. In the injury report, Anthony Davis, Jay Huff, Mason Jones, Kendrick Nunn, all out. Braun probable, Rashawn Holmes, Damian Jones, King, uh, Lewis King, James Ramsey, Robert Woodard, all out. Tristan Thompson as questionable. Um, this could change. Rashawn Holmes <laughs> could be back for this one. We, we're not 100% sure. They have him listed as uh, out G League assignment. Um, not sure that is accurate. He should be uh, conditioning on this one because he's cleared protocols before. But um, wait, nope, just a new update. He just got ruled out again. Okay, uh, he cleared protocols. But he's out. Oh, he will be on a G League assignment to get his conditioning back. Right, that is news. Um, all right, we'll jump on over to the Lakers side of the ball. It's just gonna be a great matchup for both of these of these teams. Um both these teams bleed points. LeBron James is averaging fifty-two points against the Kings. Uh he he's averaging thirty, eight and six with uh one stock. Probably won't have as much exposure to him. I, I think the the Matchup is fantastic, uh, but I was looking at Embiid earlier, around the same price tag, a little less Durant at 11K with possibly no Kyrie and no Irving. Um, I would prefer those two guys there. But if you went KD and then everybody played, uh, you can easily try and switch to LeBron if you uh, and, and switch it over if you have a couple extra hundred bucks. Um, but outside of that, I think Malik Monk's going to be in a real solid spot. I know he's already 6,200, but We know that shooting guards can score against this team, 6,200. I think there's some upside there for him to hit 40. Taylor Norton Tucker, if you want a cheaper option, at at 4,700. Don't mind him there. And a very pumped play of Austin Reeves at 3,200 is where I'd go. But um, this team is mainly at the top. On the other side of the ball, with Holmes not in play here again, and Jones out. Tristan Thompson questionable. Alex Len may be the last man standing in this front court. Uh, he's played 28, 23, and 24 minutes the last three games, and he has two games over 30 fantasy points. At only 4K, I think it's very easy to take a chance on him. Um, Me too might play a lot of uh, center behind him, especially if Tristan Thompson is out. Uh, so I don't mind taking a shot at him at 4-1. I prefer Len, <clears throat> and then you're looking at uh, a Buddy healed. I really like Buddy in this matchup, fifty-six hundred against a team that was rumored to trade for him. On uh, the Lakers, bleed points to this, uh, and, and give up a lot of threes in transition. He's averaging thirty-four fantasy points against the Lakers in three games. On, um, and he's only shooting thirty-seven percent against the Lakers. I think he could shoot a little bit better. He's shooting thirty-four percent from three against the Lakers, uh, which he's shooting better on the season, as a as a whole, uh, a lot better there. So, I do prefer. Buddy Heald in this matchup, I think he can have a big game here. Uh, I do like Halliburton over Fox, but those two guys are kind of canceling each other out. I still think 7K for Halliburton is a very reasonable reasonable price. He's have at least 37 fantasy points in three of the last four, and those were with Fox. So I think he can still look there, but the upside is just half with Fox there. Um, so I'm looking mainly at Buddy Heald, Alex Len, uh, a little bit of me too, and Halliburton taking some chances on there. All right. Thank you guys for tuning in. That does it for all of our nine game slate. Before we head on out of here, I will throw out my favorite tier players of the night. Uh, We will start with the expensive tier, and I'm going to go on a little bit of the cheaper side on the expensive tier, and I'm going to go with um, DeJounte Murray against Houston with possibly a lot of people out again. With or without those guys out, Uh, Murray should feast against the uh, the, the rockets here, I'm expecting uh, a very, very solid game, about 20 points. I expect close to double digit assists if more. Um, uh, and he, we know he can rebound. So I'm expecting positive. I think he could possibly put up a triple double in this matchup. Uh, we will see, but I, I really like Murray to bring beat his value here by a good margin. Uh, and he's a cheaper on the expensive side of the ball. Uh, if you want to go super expensive, I mentioned him beads going to be in a fantastic matchup, but, uh, we won't go to the, the tippity-top of the iceberg in the expensive tier for tonight. All right, jumping on over to favorite mid-tier play of the night. I think, there is, ooh, I think there's quite a few of them here. Um, actually, let me switch that. Let's go straight to the value play, and I think I mentioned it earlier. He would be my favorite value play. I think there's a few centers that are in contention for favorite value play, but I'm going to go with a Wu. At under 4K, he's going to draw the start with um, a, doubt, <clears throat> a doubtful tag there on uh, Clint Capella. And I expect a double-double. I expect a much better performance than he did the previous game when he started. Um, and he's going to crush value here. I really like a Kungwu. And my favorite value play of the night, I'm going to go again on the cheaper side, 5,400 Tyrese Maxey. Fantastic matchup against Charlotte. Uh, we might not have Harris. We might not have Curry. Max is going to be easily the number two option uh, running a lot of the offense. I, I really like that. Uh, if those two guys play, does put a little dent in his upside, but uh, I still think he's going to bring back a ton of value in this matchup. All right, now that does it for the show. Thank you guys for tuning in, and we will catch you again tomorrow. Peace.